a listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! G'day on Footy Talk this week. We're going to talk about that massive Warriors comeback. Yeah, and in the front row of four, we're going to have a little bit of a rundown on what happens with the HIA on the field. And after all these uh, big plays that have been happening over the opening rounds of the footy, we're going to talk about our most clutch players we've played with. The Iceman. G'day everyone, welcome to Footy Talk with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. We're going to have a bit of fun today. There's a couple of really good topics getting around and of course take a look at the uh, football over the past round, round five. Wado, firstly, welcome to you old mate. Thank you Maroon. Obviously not a great weekend for us Sharkies. Um, pretty disappointed change room after 20 nil up at mm. um, the start of the game and when we first began it was like everything sort of just clicked into gear and I was sitting up in the coach's box I'm um, like, right, we're on for one today. But then, unfortunately, we just couldn't put it away. And, you know, you can't take anything away from the Warriors. No. So they were outstanding. Mm. And, um, but, yeah, a really, really tough loss for us. To- well, what I wanted to do, Wade, I'll come back to that. Because as a punter on the hill, you know, a bloke that, like me has never played the game, but watched it for 50 years. I want to ask you and Woodsy about the mindset when you lose a big lead like that. When someone's chasing you and you're in the lead by 20 or 26, and they catch you. But we'll come back to it. Woodsy, how was your first week as a Manly Sea Eagle? Yeah, good day, Maria. It was really good. It wasn't actually at Manly. It was at Mudgee. Yep. Um, once the contracts were signed, I think it was Tuesday afternoon, I got in the car and headed straight over there. Well, it was a fair drive, three and a half hours. Yeah. But It's a great place, but Mudgee. Oh, it's a good, good. place. Mm-hmm. No dramas this time with the Sea Eagles. <laughs> yeah. So it was good to come back <laughs> and um, not have to talk about what happens off the field. But that no, was a really good week. Get to know a lot of the boys be in their meetings and, and just see how it all is ran. You know, it's a lot different to what was happening at the Dragons. And, you know, it gets some familiar faces in, in Shane Flanagan, yeah. uh, Jimmy Dimmick. It was a really good place to be. Probably a disappointing result for the boys. But, um, yeah, all in all, it was, a, it was a good time. Yeah, good. And did you get a chance while you're up there to – I'm just thinking respectfully, <laughs> the way you're going through NRL clubs at the moment, did you I catch up the with the – I the out for the Muddy <laughs> Dragons. Dragons. My, one did. of my mates, Clay Priest, is out there, captain coach. Oh, Yeah. He said he might be able to sling me a bone if that doesn't go well down here. <laughs> Company car. Oh, beautiful. All Work right. at uh, Kelly's, the pub. Yeah, you've got yeah. Kelly's. And I always liked the wool pack when well, I was yeah, out there. Yeah, It's a bit rough mm. for me. I don't want to be a second in front of that. There's a few you know, <laughs> fights I don't want to get involved in there. And some good restaurants out there. Boys, um, let me start. I know that it was another sensational weekend of rugby league. We even had, after extra time, your game was a draw. Yep. But I wanted to move in the direction, firstly, of that game at, at Shark Park where the Warriors and the Sharks, Sharks led 20 nil, then 26-6. So I'm going to invite you both to talk about this. You're up 26-6. Obviously, you know, in a modern NRL game, even if there's a half to go, it's probably not a winning lead, but probably something in your psyche just relaxes a little bit. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, it could be, yeah, for sure. It could be a fair comment. You get out to, especially the games where um, points are easily found, like, we didn't really have to early on work hard for our points. We'd go down for one set and we'd score in that set. And then, you know, we'd kick off, get a penalty, make our way down and then score again. So when you don't have to search for points and they do come a bit easier, you haven't really had to earn it, you know, through building pressure and consecutive sets. I think you can um, maybe lose your way and lose track of the hard parts of the game. And if you haven't done a lot of defense, you can get into this sort of attacking style of footy. And Warriors were actually really good at just staying patient. I know... 
it sounds strange to be 26-6 down, but they were just stayed patient and stayed to their um, game plan. And Shawnee Johnson actually kicked um, really well the whole game. And they swung the whole momentum of the game off the back of his kicking game and their kick chase just through their effort and their commitment. Um, and then they found a try, found a bit more belief, found another try, and all of a sudden it was game back on. And um, like I said, it was, it's a disappointing one for us as mm. you know, the Sharks, and we're going to have to dive into it. We've, we've had a few days off because we've got the bye this week, um, but we'll dive into it at the back end of the week. We've got some questions we need to answer to ourselves, but you can't take anything away from the Warriors. They had, they showed tremendous spirit. They just kept fighting and fighting and fighting, and they found a way to win the game. So congratulations to them. I'll come to them because uh, obviously there is a lot to say about the Warriors probably having heart respectfully that we haven't seen in the in the last few seasons. But let me come back to that first thing, Woodsy. So it's 26-6, yep. then it's 26-12, then it's 26-18. Does the winning side start to think, oh, shit, we're going to get done here? And then the panic, yeah. is, then, is then oh. there then panic? Oh, not so much panic. I think it's more frustration. You know, you, everything you try and – look, I've been in situations like that as well. So I remember we playing at Tigers one day and we are playing like it over and we are beating Canberra, I think it was 14 or 18-0. While we're playing, like every time we got an opportunity, we scored first time. And so we just thought, oh, this we're on today. But then when we defended our line, they were just rolling us upfield and you could just feel our first up contact was off. And you just knew if they were going to get some ball and you know get 50-50 possession. Because at the time, we probably had about you know six or seven sets to their two. And those two compl- those two sets, they were incomplete. They dropped the ball and just gave us some you know good attacking sets at their line. But then when we did defend, you could just feel, oh, we're not, like we're not on here. If we if we don't pull our heads in and, and get our D right, it's this could be, you know, it could quickly change. And that did happen that game. We ended up getting beat by Canberra. I think it was like 22-18. And you get a feel for it, don't you? Yeah. That, like at times you think, oh, we're right on top of these guys. But then your defense is off. They they score a try. They score another try. And they go, oh, hold on. They're back into it here. Mm-hmm. And you start mm-hmm. to sort of go. Maybe start that to tighten up, up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. sort of, yeah, you, the passes that you were tipping on earlier in the game or the little 50-50 things that you were having a crack at, you don't do it and you just go back into your shell and you just tuck it under your arm and you're just going to kick long, get the ball down the other end. It does change your mindset of how you're playing. Mm. Waito, the Warriors, obviously, I think, although it's only five rounds in, it's fair to say the Dogs and the Warriors have made very astute decisions with their coach, very good decisions with their coaches. And the Warriors, we're seeing starch from them, online defense to match the best in the league. And Sean Johnson's turned the clock back, I thought, yesterday. Yeah, well, for me, it was actually they showed something in the early periods of this season. They've really shown, um, you know, great commitment in their defense. Um, and that's been a standout for me. You could notice how much they've improved in that area and how much they're playing for each other and how hard they're working for each other. A uh, different aspect they showed uh, Sunday night against us because – we got out to 30 points, right? It was the ability for them to go, no, no, no. We're going to hang in here. Yeah. We're going to hang in here. Mm. We're going to keep fighting. We're going to stick to our plan. We're going to keep believing. We're going to keep fighting. And, you know, eventually got the win. And that takes a lot as a team. It takes a lot of commitment and understanding and belief. Um, and that's really – it's probably the first time they've been put in this situation this season under the new coach. And, you know, their strength of the year at the start of the year has definitely been their defense and their willingness to compete and commit for each other. But they showed a whole nother level of commitment against us on Sunday night, being able to come back and steal that game. I reckon it's the style of plays he's got as well, Wado. Like, he, he brought Dylan Walker in the offseason, who's got the leg speed. You know, Jackson Ford, he was at the Dragons. He didn't get much of an opportunity down there, but he's a, such a, a high work rate player, you know, phenomenal in the gym and just can run all day. And then you chuck in the likes of, you know, Tavanga, Curran that they've already mm. had. They're not the biggest of blokes, but they just, their effort areas have been unbelievable. And it's just like they believe in the system. You know, Webby's, or Andrew Webster, the new coach, has come over – 
Obviously, he's brought some things that he's learned from Penrith. But what he's actually brought to the group, they believe in their systems. And like Wade has said, yeah, they were down 26-6. And, but they just believed in the process that they've gone there with a game plan and they didn't change. Normally, back in the day, you'd see them flick balls at the back or you know try to throw the Hail Mary passes. And, but they just got the end of the sets. And Sean Johnson just kicked you guys out of the game. And, and they just kept working and working and working. And then they forced some errors. Ronaldo dropped one. You know, Talakai dropped mm. one on the play of the ball. And they just kept sticking to their plan. Normally, with the Warriors' sides of the past, They'd go completely away from the game plan and then you'd be like, what sort of Warriors side? If the Warriors were on, it was always a scary task. But when they're off, you knew you had a a chance of putting the score in the opposition. Well, a game like that does so much for a team's confidence because, like you said, we got out to a 20-0 lead. We should be putting that to bed. Like We should be managing that game and playing the footy that we can go and putting that to bed. The Warriors know that if they get out to a lead, right, you can try and manage the game and and win, win from in front. But now they have the understanding and also the belief that if they're behind... Yep. Like they're never out of the game. They'll believe they can win any game, mm. no matter what happens. And like as as a team, you have certain victories. You know, wins and results are not all created equal. And that performance on the weekend for them to manage to come back and get that win will do so much for their confidence in their team. And they've done it all year too. Like they were behind by the Bulldogs for yeah. most of that game, and they got a try late in the game. They went up the Cowboys, knocked off the Cowboys. Yeah, they they almost got the Roosters. You yeah. boys commentated that one. Like they played so well that game. Yeah, and the other, but the other side of of their success yesterday, Wade, your mob has only won two games this year, and by anyone's uh, appraisal of how your year is going, you blokes should have won at least one more game. Oh, hundred percent. And like I said, we haven't had an opportunity to um, really get together as a team because we've had a few days off. But there's going to be some. Pretty hard questions we're going to have to answer and talk to each other about. Um, and we're going to, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say panic stations, but it's like we're going to get back on track here yeah. because you need to, you, you, you can't be giving away games like that or, or costing yourself opportunities mm. to win because it's such a hard competition. And if you give too many teams uh, too much of a head start, you know, the back end of the year certainly becomes hard. So we mm. need to learn our lessons from that, take our medicine and, um, you know, bounce back against, you know, our next game is a massive one against the Roosters at home as well. So, um, we've got to get straight back on the horse. But in saying that, Wade, you, you've been in every single game. It hasn't been like you've been blown off the park. It's just there's those games, just probably moments in those games. Canberra, like you had an opportunity to win that game. Mm. You know, you blew the Dragons off the park. And, and on the weekend, you put yourself in a winning situation. So I think just for you guys, you know, your coach is all about defense. And yeah, yeah, Probably yeah. Uh, some few points of late, but I'm sure he'll fix up this by Yeah, weekend. I think there might be a bit of practice this week. <laughs> <laughs> now, guys, a lot of these teams we're seeing play with a lot more heart this year. Obviously, the Dogs, Warriors. The other one is Newcastle. Yeah. And Newcastle, no Kalen Ponga, no Elliot. One of the Saifidi boys, uh, Jacob Saifidi, is still suspended. Kurt Mann didn't play on the weekend. They turn up and they finish, what, a 32-all draw yep. with your new team, Manly Woodsy. And again, I, I don't know what that says about Manly. I think on paper, they should have won that game by 18, 20 points. Yeah, very similar to, to Sharks. Probably we didn't, we didn't get to a, a big enough lead like Sharks, but I think we're up 10 or 12 nil Maroon. And, you know, we had our opportunities and everything we, we sort of spoke about we didn't do. Um, we wanted to get there with a mindset of starting really fast, which we started fast for the first five, ten minutes, but then we let them back in the game. You know, we had a couple of errors. You know, we lost Olakowatu in the Symbian. That really changed the game. They went, you know, they scored a couple of tries while we missed him in that period. But they're a side that, you know, they've got all those players out, but they haven't they haven't cared. They've got all the young blokes that have come in. You know, they've got Hetherington, young John's off the off the bench. He mm. started on the weekend. He had an absolute blinder of a game. And they're just doing their role perfectly. They look fit and they look hungry. You know, the other sides, like Dominic Young, he was in reserve grade for two weeks, but that was one of the best games I've seen from a winger on the weekend. He ran for 
I think 200 plus meters. Uh, he scored four tries, but he did all the tough stuff too. And they're all on the same page. Like they're, they're, you watch their defensive line, they're, they're all just traveling, they're working in the same position. But yeah, for us, that was one that we let go. You know, 32 points for a draw, uh, it's not good enough. You know, you don't want to be letting in those points. And, you know, we're lucky we didn't lose the game, but in the sheds after the game, it felt like a loss. The boys took that one pretty hard. Yeah, draws are, they're a weird, um, Result, aren't they? Yeah, you don't know how yeah. to feel about it. Like you're not quite happy. Like I'd, I'd almost rather a loss. Oh, <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> like no, to be honest with you, Adam, at the end of the game, our boys, it was like we lost the game. You spoke the Newcastle boys. It was like they won a game because you know, yeah, we in the fair income department, we should have won that. Yeah, and yeah, you should have. We had some opportunities. We bombed them. Just some one-on-one misses and just you know some silly brain spot, like brain moments in the game that cost us. And then we had that Bradman best try oh, to which uh, Adam O'Brien said something like, now we are picking the fly shit out of the pepper or something along those lines. <laughs> well, I, did, I did see that. Yeah. That's a fair call. Yeah. I did see that um, that comment mm. uh, quoted. We, but- all, we all thought it was a try. Everyone on the bench, you know, I was behind the bench, the trainers, and they were, they were sending messages to run out there to give the boys behind the huddle. Yeah. So we couldn't believe that it was no try. Mm. Uh, boys, the other game, of course, um, look, the doggies have – won three games this year. They got off to a, a, an ordinary start. But since then, you know, they're playing, again, we say it, with a lot of heart, and they are winning football games. And they are winning this game where perhaps in the last couple of years they turn it up and they don't win. But they score a couple of late tries. It's 14 all. Burton misses the goal. Then he kicks a cracker of a field goal. Uh, we've seen some great field goals this season, haven't we? But um, what about clutch players you've played with? Players like that, that, you know, like we've seen that Cleary field goal and that Burton field goal, those miracle shots, you know? You yeah. played with anyone like that? Yeah, like that? the one that stands out for me straight away is Jimmy Maloney. Like if you <laughs> game on the line, kick from the sideline or a field goal, like he's the man. He could have missed all his goals that, that <laughs> night. Yeah, but yeah. if the one that counted from the sideline to win the game, Jimmy would kick. Mm. That's just what Jimmy did. Like um, he could go down. He played without fear, Jimmy. No fear and no worry about – uh, repercussions or consequences. He'd run a shape, throw a cutout ball, get an intercept, and the wing would run 100 metres and score a try. He'd go back down the next minute, throw the cutout ball, hit the winger for our wing to score a try. Yeah. He'd go back there three times in the game and just, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. But certainly, like I said, he could miss every goal all night, but then if there was a goal from the sideline to win the game, Jim Maloney would kick it 100%. Would he? Yeah, there wasn't much in between the years with Jimmy. I played him a few times. <laughs> he just iced it all the time. But for me, it'd be Pat Richards. Yeah. Um, He's got the nickname Iceman. He gave it to himself. So um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go into that in a second. But um, every time, you know, we're at the Tigers and we needed a, a field goal or, or or a kick to win the game, we could just rely on Paddy, whether it was 10 metres out, 20, 30 or 40. He, he was just unbelievable at just getting himself in the right position. And if you've ever seen him stri- strike a ball, he just hits it so well. And never forget, we are playing Gold Coast round one. I think it was 2015 or 16. And there's a couple of young boys debut, Cole Lovett and – uh, we got to, a, I think it was Golden Point, and it was about 30 metres out. And I think we went to to Brooksy, and then he pumped back to to um, Paddy Richards. I do this year. And he's just smoked it from about yeah. 45 out. And then, um, you know, the boys are on a high. Um, he was doing the the Fox commentary afterwards. <laughs> so we're all in there. We're all pumped up. And he walks in and he goes, boys, call me the Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, like, because he really did, I hope I'm not giving, taking credit away from someone else, but he started all like the spiral kicks from yeah. the kickoffs. So, so he he was the first one to really place the ball on the tee and instead of just kicking it off, mm. he started doing like these torpedo kickoffs. Used it as a weapon. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. And he used to use these funny tees, like they were a bit higher and the way he'd set the ball up, he'd, he'd put it like, uh, 
normally they do traditional, you know, face. Yeah, endo like, rand. Endo yeah, rand, yeah, yeah. but he placed it back sort of, I, I don't know how you'd say it, but um, yeah, he changed the whole way. And, mm. and he taught a lot of the boys at the club and we used to use it as a weapon because I remember one day at, at Leichhardt Oval, we were playing against Manly and it, we just came out of halftime. We had a good lead and, and we just wanted to, you know, get a, a flying start. He puts out this towering torpedo kickoff and Brett Stewart didn't even get close yeah. to it. We picked the ball up and scored a great start in the second half. So This is great. I tell you what, boys, I won't stop you because it's wonderful. <laughs> this is a positive West Tigers story. And I think that, that I'm trying for the, the boys. NFRL needs this. But, boys, we'll take a break. This is, of course, uh, Footy Talk, Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. Um, at a special front row forum, I have asked the question of Woodsy today. And we're going to do that next on Footy Talk. It's the award-winning Footy Talk podcast with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. Let's do this. Woodsy's Front Row Forum. Front Row Forum. Yes, well, what I've done here, like the beauty of, I say this to you blokes on and off the podcast, but yep. the beauty for me is I'm just a rugby league tragic and here I am with two current NRL players. So any stupid question I want to ask, I can ask. There's never a stupid question, Maroon. You should know that. We're here you know, to help. Here yeah, to help. Like, and there's some. I'm watching the footy, and and I every night I go when I'm watching it. I just ask myself random things like, do the players go to the loo at half time, or yep, you know, what did that centre just say to that winger when he passed the ball straight over the sideline, and is everything okay now? You know, I'm asking myself all these questions, and while you two are here. I can ask you these stupid questions. Ask away, brother. Starting with last night, I was at the uh, doggies game doing a corporate function for the wonderful uh, Bulldogs. Going, was it uh, a little bit of an earn in that one? It was an earn in that. Oh, good yeah, boy. Yeah, good boy. A, a little professional MC job. Yep. Uh, for the <laughs> not, great, not for love like South Sydney. No, that's a love uh, job. Yeah, yeah, this sure. is a work job. Yep. The great John Curry and our uh, our old friend Aaron Warburton, who's running the show out there. Anyway, Raymond Fatala Mariner is going for an HIA. Yep. The orange shirt is talking to him. Which is predominantly the medical officer of the physio. Yeah. So I'm saying to myself, I assume I know what he's saying to him. So what do you think he's saying? Uh, I think he's saying to him, yeah, okay, what day is it? Where are we? That sort of thing. That's You're yeah. pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Pretty, pretty close. close. So how it is is there's a Category 2, which is if they get up, they don't so, – so Category 1 is if they get knocked out cold – you know, if they're as like a, you get a seizure on the field, I think Michael Cheekham had one a couple yeah. of years ago. You know, you fail your category two. If they're, you can notice a behavioural change in them, or if they're stumbling when they get back in the line. You know, the ones Tyson Gamble had it on the weekend, mm. where he, he fumbled back and he's on the ground, like gone straight away. You don't even get to do the category two. And on the field, the category two was sort of like Ray Fatula Mariner, where he was sort of he copped the knock, but you can do an on-field one. Yeah, it's called it's uh, Maddox questions. Are you yeah, so, you, Maddox get, questions? so you got. So you do on-field short-term so memory test. Just to be clear, Woodsy, to anyone who obviously we've just had some changes to the HIA. Yep. Category one is you're off. You're, you're gone. gone. You're, yeah. Eleven yeah. days. Eleven days. Eleven days. Category two is what maybe Raymond Fatale. Which is it? Yeah. And yeah. what Wade just said, you got a Maddox questionnaire. So like a lot of them have what five, six questions, yeah. and I've got a couple of questions from our physio today after you asked it last night. So they're like. What venue you're at today? Which half is it now? Who scored last in the match? What did you play? Who did you play last week? Did your team win the game? Hmm. If they notice that you're not answering the questions right, boom, category one, you can't return. But then sometimes you get taken off the field and you've got to do uh, when the doctor comes in and sees you, he'll ask you how many questions? About 10 questions. So he'll ask you 10 questions at the start. They're always different. Oh, and the words. You're the doing word, it actually. Sorry, yeah. yeah, when you're actually doing yeah. your HI inside. 
so he'll go through all the testing, the balance, all that sort of stuff. And at the end, he'll throw the 10 questions, at, 10 words at you and you got to remember and how many you remember. you got like a baseline. Yeah, that so you at do. the start of the year, everyone goes in and has an individual appointment with the club doctor uh-huh. and you do a baseline, like you do it in the room with him and you, so go through the, yeah. you go through the whole test. You don't have to get all 10 words, nah, but, but it's just what your baseline is. Yeah, so you score, you, you, you only score against yourself what your yeah. baseline is. Mm. So then when I see the doctor, they obviously have all the data in their, um, their phones and their uh, iPads and that. So when mm. I do the test, he punches in all my answers and all my questions and Gives myself a rating against myself, and if I pass, I need to yeah. hit my baseline that mm. I had in the um in the preseason. Mm. And what they've changed, they used to they used to do like the on field balance test, but some blokes can't balance. You know, a question always gets me: Which the one? date. Yeah, well, what's I, I, the date? I, I, yeah. I haven't so, got me watch on my phone. I, <laughs> I don't, don't know check my date. phone. I, watch. I never know what the date is. But they used to on the field, like you used to see them do a balance test. Some guys have real poor balance, so if they'd fail that test, they'd have to take them off straight away because they've got loss of balance. A stupid question. So Ray Fatala Mariner. Can he get one wrong? He's got to get right. Well, it's his baseline. It's his but baseline. On the so, field, the on the field. Oh, no, 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 no. But you've done it already. So if he's got, if he fails one of them on the field, they'll take him inside to do the category mm. to the Because you could fail who scored the last try. Yeah, but 100%. I think a lot, a lot too is it's got to be like your trainer's got to sense it. He's, like our trainers are with us every day. They train, yep. they, they see us do conditioning. They see, uh, they see us do contact and play footy against each other every day at training. So when they come out and they obviously they see us play every weekend, when they come out and they're asking a player questions and not just some react quicker yeah, and like yeah. you, you can tell when you're talking to a bloke mm. that's been knocked because he's a bit a little bit slower um, when you when you're confident in what you say and, and they know that you, you're with it they'll go nah he's all good Cause Cause they, you, they, and they're mic'd up as well yeah. so you can't mm. lie you can't mm. pull, you can, pull your way you could still get the questions right but the trainer can sense something wrong in you. Like That's maybe it. you're a bit slow yes, or you're not yes. as sharp mm. as you will or there's a, you're your a bit more emotional. Like, yeah. And you, your trainer can still say, no, nah, you're, like, you're off, mate. To be honest, that's probably where more care and more caution has been shown now. I, mm. I think trainers and medical staff are actually looking harder for signs. And if they do sense a little thing maybe off, off yeah. the field to get checked. You know what was different about the Roosters one on the weekend too? They pulled – Tedesco off. Yeah. So he didn't get the category one from the game. They pulled him off. So he doesn't, I don't know how they're working it, but he might not come under the 11 day stand down mm. because he got pulled off by his club. Yeah. Uh, well, this 11 day stand down, I know other people have discussed it. I haven't discussed it on this podcast with you. It's certainly going to create some drama. If let's say it's a qualifying yeah. final and uh, I don't know, let's Tedesco. say, yeah, Tedesco yeah. gets the 11 day yeah, and he's not in the grand final. Yeah, well, that's and then people are going to be looking at loopholes and looking well, at section looking at, four code they're D. Looking at, they're already looking at loopholes. The Roosters pulled him off before the independent doctor could. So the other thing as well is you can also go. One of the rules is yeah, you get eleven days, but you can get exemption if you go out and see who's the specialist. Boy? The specialist. Oh, there's two different. Like everyone, there's a few different specialists yeah. around. But so if you most get your clubs clear, have a, yeah. a link to like their doctor, and then there's a neurosurgeon mm-hmm. as well. You can. Yeah. So it's not it's not hundred percent eleven days, but if you can show them that you've recovered well. You know, your symptoms have all gone and you can pass that neurologist test, then you get the all clear from the NRL. All right. The last thing, boys, is the hip drop, uh, which reared its ugly head over the weekend. And, you know, that topsy-turvy Sharkies-Warriors game. And in the end, it was the difference. Wait yeah, up. well, I was there at that game. Mm. Uh, of course. <laughs> so the thing, like, they're obviously cracking down on it. And it, it is a it is a dangerous tackle and can be dangerous for players' legs. So I can understand the crackdown. The first part of it uh, for me is the Nikora one. I wasn't comfortable with them going back like a minute. They let us have a whole set and then they went back a minute, put him on report, sent him in the bin and then gave us a penalty up the field. I, I just think 
the game's moved on. If you want to put it on report, that's fine. Put it on report. They do that with everything else. Yeah, but then it's then it's it's play on, right? Unless you catch, unless you get in the moment, I, I can't see how the game continues for a minute or so, and then you go back to the incident. Mm. And even in the box, I know we were the benefit of it, right? But I was like, I just it didn't feel I didn't feel comfortable with with that happening. And then obviously the way footy works, and no, things normally balance up. And then as soon as Dale got in that situation with that one, you knew straight away that he was going to go into the bin as well. But mm. at least that one was in the moment, right? The tackle happened, he yep. called time off and then, you know, he made a decision to put him in the sin bin. But yeah, I, even when it happened with the, um, the Cora one, when it, how he went back, I, I, I didn't like that. Yeah. I just didn't yeah. like them both getting 10 in the bin for it because it was a purely accident. I don't think yeah. they, I don't think they all have any intention of doing it. The, the ones where are dangerous is when you see the guys, they're Two trying, top. they're trying to wrestle with them and, yeah. and they can't get the guy to the ground because the guy's too strong. So then they actually lose their feet well, to try and, Add their weight to the tackle. Yeah. It normally happens way that when there's two up top, and yeah. like you said, they're wrestling away, but because they can't get them down, like you're always taught to use your yeah, legs. Yeah, use your up, weight, yeah. But yeah. then they're the ones that get in the back of the knee, and you just see them as soon as the attacker's got the ball, and you see the, the grimace on the face, you know, geez, they've hurt himself. Yeah, and you know, like both, get, when you're in collisions and you're diving around, you, you don't have complete ex- control sometimes. Like especially Dale's so. one, like, yeah, come yeah, on, man. He's, well, he's getting three weeks for it. And yeah. I think, yeah, but surprise oh. as well. But oh. that, that doesn't deserve three weeks for that. We're going to lose a, a, one of the, a, a great player in this game that people go to watch, and they're going to lose him for three weeks for that. For something, it looked like he tackled him low, and he's just been swung around. The conditions were horrendous. Yeah. His studs aren't going to stick into the ground. And same as near Corey. Like, he's tackling Sifa Talakai. It's not like he's tackling an easy person yeah. to get to the ground. Like, he's got to go in full hard. And all they've done is lose their feet. It's just a complete mishap, but doesn't deserve any suspension. I think it's a joke. You know what, boys? It's got a little bit in common with the way Pat Richards places his ball. You know you're talking about before? Yeah, it's It's awkward. all to do with cantilevering, the Pythagoras theory, <laughs> and, of course, the, the parallax of errors. Yes. Uh, anyway, leave it right there, boys. Before we go, just a couple of emails to get through. Zach from Breakfast Point says, Hey, Wado, Woodsy, and Maroon, I love you three. Any chance we can get you guys on twice a week? Oh, I'd have to speak to Chico about that one. Are you guys up for it twice a week? I know you've got busy schedules. I think we'll make time, boys. Well, I'm actually, my suspension's over, so I'm back to my real job. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, we got another week, week, mate. Yeah, I'm at Easter this weekend. I get to spend some time with my boys, maybe go out to the Easter show. Any free tickets, Maroon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got any hookups? <laughs> you blokes should be able to get free tickets. Why don't you boost each other over the fence? Huh? Well, you get seem good at getting free tickets. You got oh, people that know. Mate, you know that bloke <laughs> always wanting free tickets. <laughs> Sarkis is his name. Uh, one last one here is um, Zivko from Oyster Bay says, uh, Woodsy, I love you. I've followed your career all the way through from the West Tigers. I'm just thinking, just making an observation, your young bloke, Buster... Must think it's – does he think it's normal for an NRL player to change clubs so many times? He he actually said to me the other day, he goes, Dad, can I get a jersey of every team in the comp? I said, mate, we're almost there. We've got five. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys, we're going to leave it there. This has been Footy Talk with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon.